right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Stick a Fork in It. This time it might be a little bit of a misnomer because our guest today actually uh, is best known for something he did for us that does not need a fork to make happen. So, Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me today. So the reason that we start off with that is because you came into our world around the Super Bowl this year, and um, I know your organization, Tyson, has been a, a partner with us for a really long time. But Yeah, I was going to uh, say, he's been around for a while, actually. But, but it was a big... Yes, yes, bigger yes, this year. Yeah. 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 Tyson, biggest. Biggest. Tyson went big this year yeah. and donated 55 thousand yes pounds of chicken wings yes, we honoring <laughs> that 55th which at the time we didn't know was going to be a win <laughs> that's so right winning so really we could talk about that really any time of year that's right we're we still might need tom brady to toss some chicken wings from one boat to the other <laughs> there we go yeah or hasn't uh gronk done an epic catch from a helicopter or something we yeah, could do yeah, that yeah. with a, some yeah, not frozen not, not frozen, frozen chicken no. wings that would hurt but you know he could do something like that <laughs> There's been a lot of wonderful things that we could throw that in there. That's right. Champa Bay, we can get all the teams out. Oh, <laughs> yes, we, we could. And we're making runs with the Rays and hockey right now yes. once again. Yeah. So we'll come back to the the donation in just a minute. But first, why don't you introduce yourself and yeah. tell us a little bit about uh, how you came to partner with Feeding Tampa Bay. Sure. My name is Kevin Ordway. I work for Tyson Foods, and I'm what they call the team lead for our Publix business down here. So we have a lot of team members that work remotely in the area here. Our corporate office is in Arkansas and one in Chicago. But most of our teams that deal with our customers are field-based. So I run the team down here that sells all of our products um, that we make to Publix. And Publix has been a great partner with us and, and with you guys. And, yes. Um, that, I think it's originally how uh, connected with um, them to come over here as, on behalf of Tyson. But I can say long before that, um, familiar with Feeding Tampa Bay. And I think, um, you know, a great way for a lot of kids in the area to get involved in community service. Yes. Uh, a lot of them look at, you know, got to want to contribute to bright future service hours and they're always out looking for opportunities where they can you know help out and this i think is one that a lot of people find that um you know at certain ages you can come out here you guys are kind enough to have family days where you have families mm -hmm. come out so you know shout out to you guys for allowing that to happen and i think it, it really connects kids um, to giving back um, hands-on as well um, and to see you know that not only are they doing things out here sorting food but they'll a lot of times see somebody coming by and they'll see people going to the food pantry um, and so I, you know long before I was part of Tyson um, I you know I've been over here with my kids and oh, and have been part of uh, Seeds of Hope is a group by us that actually benefits from you guys and I know my kids work over there as well and they see both the end here where they're loading the trucks and then they'll hand out the food um, actually to the actual recipients over at Seeds of Hope. So, you know, kind of a full 360 view of it, which really gave me, you know, visibility to you guys and, and why once we started with Publix, this was the place that we decided to come. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, sure. I love hearing stories like that because it just reminds me of how everything we do is connected in yeah. to the wider community. You know, there's, you put it best that it's a 360. You know, we, we start with the community who needs us, but in order to get there, we have to get food 
And then that food has to be sorted and organized and, and prepared for distribution. And all of those pieces uh, take partnership. And so it's really neat to hear uh, from a partner who's been part of all of those different pieces of the work. Yeah. And, yeah. And to, like I said, to see it from before I had any ability to contribute, you know, um, besides the volunteer hours, it was it was neat to, to have that. Like I said, that's that led me to you know, getting involved with um, Publix and you guys over here because it's one of those things that a lot of us field-based folks who watch our organization who, who is very generous as Tyson Foods give a lot back to the communities where we have plants and where you have corporate offices. And that's traditionally probably how a lot of organizations work. Um, and, you know, I had been seeing that happen a lot um, in those areas and knowing that Publix is such a good partner for ours down here uh, I reached out after seeing one that was to our corporate office in Arkansas and said, hey, is this something you guys would be willing to do, you know, on a local level where we work, um, you know, we have people working within the communities and uh, we have a great um, corporate social responsibility group there that said, yeah, let's let's give it a shot. And um, so I think I, I want to say it was seven or eight years ago, I think was our first time that we did that. And I, you know, talked about, you know, what's what's an appropriate amount. And they said, is a truckload enough? And I said, yeah, <laughs> so I was thinking a case, but we'll go with a truckload. Yes. So, uh, we like truckloads. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and let's be clear about what kind of truck we're talking <laughs> yeah. about, too. Here. We're yeah, not talking about like your pickup. Tractor, and, trailer. Yeah. Not an F-150 here. Yeah. Right? This is, yes. that this first is one a tractor trailer. 35,000 pounds. Um, yeah. And I remember, yeah. And I think because at that time, and, and again, probably still today, protein is probably a tougher item for it you guys is. to get. Absolutely. You know, I mean, a lot it of is. kids that come here and, and sort um, produce and canned foods, and they yes. can see a lot of that. But I think protein is obviously a little tougher to come by. And so to do that, I know that first year, boy, we had, I think it was Fox and CBS. And we had, I mean, yep. we were on the news. I think I have a mother-in-law who's in Arcadia that watched the 5 o'clock news that night and said, hey, I saw you on the TV tonight. Yeah. And I was like, wow. You know, so um, yeah. so it, made, it made headlines you know, far outside of the Tampa area, too. So that was great. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, because one of the things that we strive to do here is to make sure that we provide um, well-balanced, nutritious options for the folks that we serve. And obviously, protein's a really important part of a healthy diet. And when you're struggling, that's an expensive part of the diet, and it's one that can go away um, when you're looking to pinch pennies. And, you know, you can really easily fill yourself up with some empty carbs as yeah. opposed to some high-quality protein. So having, uh, you know, a partner like Tyson and, and that high-quality proteins that you offer, um, being able to offer that out to our community is really, really important. So we've always been appreciative, but then this year was kind of the perfect storm. Yeah. You know, we had Super Bowl 55, we had the Bucks in it, we had you guys looking to, to really kind of step it up a little bit, and um, we were really excited to hear that you had big plans for this year. You want to tell us a little bit about how that came together? Yeah, so we um, we had gotten together with our, with our normal annual corporate responsibility folks, and um, we were talking about when would be an appropriate time to, you know, to provide the, the protein this year, uh, you know, because again, it's not just when's appropriate for, you know, when people need it, but when are we appropriate, you know, that we have it to give away. The middle of mm -hmm. pandemic wasn't the easiest time to, <laughs> no. right. I, you know, I couldn't supply the customers with what they needed, let alone provide a lot. Right. Um, but ironically, you know, there are, there are some areas and that's the thing about Tyson, you know, we, we're such a diverse group where you're, you're selling to, um, you know, stores, you're selling to hospitality, you're selling to cruise ships, you're selling to amusement parks. So they're, right. you know, think of every K-12, the schools that shut down. So that, 
in areas where we're making products that you really then can't turn around and sell those in stores lended itself to a, a time where we could make uh, make the donation and we got on a call internally and we were talking about it and um, our corporate responsibility folks said you know hey we're normally what do we normally do down there and we said it's a truckload about 35,000 but hey you know why don't we try to tie this around um, Super Bowl and we connected with your folks and they talked about the remote location over by the stadium mm-hmm. and the amount of people that were coming by um, during the pandemic was you know was staggering I think that just to hear the numbers and we said you know we probably need to do something a little bigger than normal based on the amount of people coming by there and we just started talking about the Super Bowl and said well it's Super Bowl 55 and as soon as that number came up um, someone who runs our corporate responsibility Pat Rourke said hey why don't we go with 55,000 pounds and that's a lot bigger than we've been doing and we all kind of looked around and said, is that, you think that's going to work? And, and they absolutely made it work. Uh, and I mean, 55,000 was not quite two full truck tractor trailers, but uh, a significant uh, significant amount of two full tractor trailers. So. Yeah, it is a lot of food, you know, and uh, I have three boys at home, so I spend mm-hmm. a lot of money on protein. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but... <laughs> You know, when you think about how much 55,000 pounds oh. is, that's, it's just incredible. And it was, the, and not only that, but, you know, a lot of times we've come here and we've, you know, given a cases and they have packaging, so you can pull a package out, a retail package. These were um, more of a food service item. So the boxes had, I think, uh, so we said, we're going to have to give away the full case to someone, really can't break it up out in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was 90 drumsticks were oh. in a box. So each yeah. person that drove in, got a box of 90 drumsticks the day before the Super Bowl. So yeah. um, we saw a lot of them actually, you know, at, at, when I was leaving, I saw people pull over on the side of the road with other people trying to split it up. And oh, I wow. mean, that was going to last people, you know, a long time, hopefully. And again, some people said it's, it's more than I need. And, um, you know, everybody just said, share. go share with your neighbors. Yep, and I think that was the hope there that when people left, I mean, people couldn't fit it in a lot of the refrigerators that size of a case. <laughs> right. So you hope that not only the person that went home got some, but maybe two neighbors on either side. Yeah. And so yeah, um, that should. made it really nice to do that as well. Of course. Yeah, those those socially distant Super Bowl parties that we knew <laughs> happened anyway, you know, yeah. a good way to, to make sure that That's you had true. something to offer. So. Yeah. <laughs> This podcast was made possible by the innovative thinking and the funding of Feeding America, a nationwide network of more than 200 food banks that feed more than 46 million people through food pantries, soup kitchens, shelters, and other community-based agencies. And I, and I will add, too, that because of what you guys contribute down here, it lends itself, there's offshoots of things. So not only did we, we were able to do that with the 55,000 pounds, but I also... Um, lead the remote chapter of uh, a veterans business resource group we have um, in Tyson. So we try to get all the remote team members to go in their communities and help the veterans. And because those trucks were already coming down, we actually um, got a few more pallets to be added to the trucks and stopped at Liberty Manor here in Tampa, which houses homeless um, uh, disabled, uh, honorably discharged veterans. Um, so we actually, I mean, and it's in a, you know, a, a rural area, but in a, you know, a community, all of a sudden a tractor trailer <laughs> came down this street where all these homes are. And, uh, we unloaded, um, a few pallets there for, for those guys. So, you know, that's an offshoot of because you guys are here, what we were allowed to add. And that's not something that, you yeah. know, we're, you guys broadcast, but we can say, hey, because it was, it's not mm-hmm. like we would have probably UPS two pallets down here, but <laughs> hey, there's a little extra room on the two yeah. tractor trailers. Right. Um, and we try to do something like that each year too. So, um, you know, in addition to what, what you guys are doing. So that's uh, an added benefit of what you guys do down here for us as well. Well, I, I love stories like that because it just shows 
one, the creativity on your side, you know, to, to see what else can we do? What can we tack on? How can we help other folks? It's, it says a lot about you and your organization, but I, I also think it, it highlights all of the ancillary benefits of working with an organization like Feeding Tampa Bay because um, there's just so much to be done in the community and we're we're a great partner to make other things happen beyond just food donations. So it's really cool to hear stories like that. Yeah, and yeah, again, you're this, you know, I, I picture you guys as a spoke in the wheel, like mm-hmm. that center of the spoke because yeah. again, those, those offshoots, Seeds of Hope, which is a local area mm-hmm. by us, you know, you can talk to the folks that run that and they, you know, they get a lot of their product from here as well. So um, you can see, you know, that all, all ends of the spectrum when you do this, so which yeah. is great. So you mentioned you and your family volunteer at Seas of Hope. Yes. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your family. We want to hear a little bit about you. Sure. My uh, my wife, Debbie, uh, is in the, our industry as well, works for Dannon. Uh, okay. So she oh. sells yogurt over <laughs> at Food Power Couple. It is. <laughs> Trust me, I have seven brothers and sisters. If you add up all the, it's like all the you know the products that we actually sell. My parents love it when we come home and everybody brings their samples. Mm-hmm. Although my dad says, look, if you're going to get samples, could you guys work at a liquor store in a bank? I mean, you know, right. Really help me out. There's enough chicken. Yeah. The, yeah. I have enough Pepsi and go. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have my wife, Debbie, and then, uh, again, as I talked about the older ones, I have a daughter, Cassie, who's in uh, Riverview. Uh, she's 30 and works for um, uh, another uh, offshoot, CNS, which is a, a wholesaler of um, the food industry. Okay. I have a son, Tyler, who lives down in Tamarack, Florida, and he is actually in, he's a paralegal, but in firefighter school right now. He oh, wow. just finished. Nice. So he'll be, I think he applied for Miami-Dade to be a firefighter down there this week. Um, nice. uh, daughter, Shana, who is 24 now, and uh, we're planning her wedding next year, next wow. April. So oh, that's exciting. Uh, she's getting married to a great guy, Adam Gregorich, uh, and they bought a house down uh, in Palmasia near Bayshore. So they're living okay. that great life, the dog, <laughs> and let's go walk down Bayshore. So, uh, yeah. Living the dream. Oh, yeah. And my son, uh, Kyle, who's 16 and he's the one that um, is over here he's a lot more now um, and again trying to get his bright futures hours so he just mm-hmm. got his license two weeks ago so uh, <laughs> it's been a whole nother that well, was it was a yeah. great day for him and it was <laughs> awful for me because I called the insurance company yes <laughs> I've lived that life oh Oof, boys and girls very times. different <laughs> yes <laughs> three of those boys yeah. so I've been just busy um, I, I've you know, been my older three are soccer kids, and my sixteen-year-old uh, Kyle's been baseball. I've been coaching and managing his teams. We figured out the other day since he was, you know, about six. So uh, wow. he's sixteen. He's hanging up the cleats to go get a job and and do oh, some wow. other things. Do his get a, a lot of fu- um, bright future hours. So after. 10 years we added up I said I think it was 50 teams that I have managed oh, and coached wow. them on and so a little bittersweet when, <laughs> yeah. uh, when that ended the other day so it's, uh, wow. we'll see if his buddies dragging him back in they keep calling him but oh, at this point in time he yeah. said time to shift gears wow. and he said he might go manage uh, like a t-ball team so I'm excited Aww. to see him yeah. That's kind of, and that'll count Carrying towards on. my futures hours yeah, well. volunteers, so it'd be a great uh, great circle to see him come around and, and do that part of it so. <laughs> what a beautiful true. family yeah, you yeah, have it's been great so and, um, so but I'm one of eight, so they all laugh, thinking ours is a big family. I said, no, no, I, no, <laughs> I grew up nothing. in Connecticut <laughs> with one bathroom and no dishwasher oh, and eight kids. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> a little different. So talking about all those those wonderful kids and your wife and your family and the industry you're in, if we could ask you for one memory around the table, um, it could be emotional, funny. Uh, we, You know, food ties us all together. Yeah. And you know that more than 
anyone yeah. and your wife because oh, yeah. you're in that industry but if you have one memory around the table with your family and it can even be that all those siblings in connecticut yeah. everybody has to wash their hands in that one bathroom <laughs> before dinner <laughs> that could be a memory in itself yeah. but um is there any memories that uh you can think of you know, I think from when I grew up, I just, you know, that, that Thanksgiving um, dinner, because it was, we had eight, and my mom's sister, my cousins had six, so it was, you know, 14. The, the kids' table was much bigger than the adult table, <laughs> gotcha. so just the memory of all those, uh, you know, we had, I mean, we out to play football at halftime. We had a full team versus a full team, oh, so wow. um, that, for me, growing up, and I think, you know, just being around the table, you know, how, how yeah. infrequent that is nowadays yeah. with my kids, and um, and just being able to talk. And I think, you know, we early on when cell phones came to be, so there's, just, there's no cell phones at the table. Mm, and it was right. just amazing what you learned during that time of day. And actually speaking of Publix, I remember we had bought one year, it was like a deck of cards, but it was conversation type oh, cards. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people have them, and I'm not sure. And um, and my youngest son, Kyle, was a great fan of those. So I just remember the <laughs> yeah. days of you know him breaking those out and saying, let's talk. Okay, ready? <laughs> Did you ever or would yeah. you? And just having yeah. those kind of fun conversations. Uh, mm. It was great. And so I remember looking around and just for him to want to have those conversations with us and hear um, our perspective. Sometimes it's hard to start conversations around tough topics. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. just at a dinner yeah. table go, so let's talk about. And <laughs> But for someone to go, well, it's a card. We all have to right. kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's a starter. So right. I think that was, those uh, those are some great memories for me in terms of doing that. Just again, to be able to, in today's environment, to just be able to talk to kids. You know, I mean, we, we started cruising years ago um, because I think we went on the first one and realized that was the time when, you know, they didn't give the free internet packages. Oh, yeah. And right. so, you know, we told them a phone call was $5 a minute mm-hmm. and you're not... And my wife and I got off the first cruise. We said, I learned more about our kids in one week <laughs> with no cell phones and no computers yeah. than in a, the entire year before. So right. um, so it's it's kind of like that at the dinner table nowadays. That's a good excuse to cruise as well. Oh, it's yeah. like, well, we have to go again. Because, well, now right. they're offering all the free packages. You know? right. <laughs> it's like free internet. Like, right. and you're, and you're, We've you're, been in some remote locations, and there's that little together. hut that says free Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I've seen, I've been on an excursion with 100 people standing around the hut, and, you know, other people like taking beautiful pictures right. of you know <laughs> something to, that no one else will ever see but then they have to go to the hut to post yes, it exactly yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you're exactly right yeah i want a picture of that hut. right yeah so i have like my kids are spread out and um i know that you, you talked about thanksgiving mm. is that how you bring everybody together because it sounds like you yeah. have that diversity in ages that expands and i look so forward to you talk about that meal around the table and having everyone under your roof are you still able to do that like get all the ages and everybody comes together is that your time too? that thanksgiving time where everyone comes together yeah definitely uh, um and that'll be interesting to see if that continues right because as you get the engaged yeah, the, and the, the married the, the engaged and their and south like and their here. house you, you know you go to their mom's house or yeah. So fortunately, we've been fortunate enough that each Thanksgiving so far, that's still been manageable. Um, We just, again, the one son in in Tamarack, so they'll come up and maybe, you know, Thursday, Friday here and Saturday, Sunday with, you know, um, his girlfriend's uh, parents and things like that. So, yeah. uh, but that's, um, we get nervous about that, you know, that's, you know, when. It's a real thing to deal with. Oh, yeah. You got to choose. Yeah. So that's. uh, that's, Yeah. You feel very fortunate when it all comes. Oh, together. you do. Yeah. And I still, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I look at a lot of pictures of my family posts or uh, my seven brothers and sisters, you know, I'm the furthest away. There's some 
um, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, but for a lot of events, uh, I had a nephew that had a graduation from college. I, you know, I look at the pictures, I'm like, all right, who's, I'm the only one missing, you know, or, you know, or yeah. things of that nature. So they, it's great to see them can still connect, but tough yeah. to travel. Uh, yeah. And hopefully that's opening up, but we're looking forward. I think they're all, they're all, I think they've all signed up to come do a wedding in Florida next year nice. too. So nice. that'll be quite nice. the, uh, quite the event. So, <laughs> right. so one thing we can't get away from because this is what we love to talk about is yep. uh, the food itself, non-Thanksgiving yep. category. Tell yes. us, um, you know, you can take off your Tyson hat if you want to, <laughs> or you can, uh, you know, Stay show for some product, but um, tell us if you could put together any meal, what's your favorite meal um, that you put together for your family or, you know, a meal maybe you have with your wife or, or what's, you know, if you can cook anything you want, mm. what's, what's going on the grill or what's going on in the stove? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're a, we're steak and seafood. So we're surf and turf kind mm. of families. It's uh, I mean, again, we had a bunch of people before, the, as we were talking before yep. the start of cornhole tournaments weekend, it was hamburgers, hot dog, steak and chicken. Yep. Um, you know, I think, and again, I'm the, the meat guy. My wife is definitely a lobster. So um, we, we have a lot of times a, a lot of surf and turf on the, on the plates. And, um, and I can usually tell that's the kid's favorite because we go back to posting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, exactly. Here's my food I had today. Like, <laughs> like everyone else really cares. <laughs> uh, but that's, yeah. And, and so, you know, we've started to over, um, uh, got the smoker a couple of years ago to the Kamado Joe and just trying all sorts of things with that um, and trying to get creative with that. But that's by far mine. I and mean, we love Charlie's is our favorite uh, place to eat down there in Tampa. So, and that gives us the, um, the ability to get a little bit of everything out there. But uh, we're definitely steak folks. <laughs> And you have to, the cornhole you were talking about. So give a little tips on how to run your cornhole on on our way out from today. I'm I'm coming after that belt. I know. We we decided for Memorial Day again to honor, you know, not only bring everybody together, but, you know, remember what that day is for. But uh, I think everybody's respectful enough to have get togethers. And so we did that. And uh, I think we had between 40 and 50 people over. And uh, my daughter, oldest daughter, organized it where uh, she just let everybody. Uh, we put like I think three or four cornhole boards and we had lanes we spray painted the grass lane one <laughs> lane two so you knew when you hey you're on lane three game two so every wow. every every uh, team played a couple games and then mm-hmm. whoever had the best record and if they were tied we went to how many you won by the point differential and wow. that put a final four together and <laughs> went to a final four just like a basketball tournament and uh, it was I a great it. time so I just it. I mean amazing to see everybody you know organized like that and, yeah. and the other part about that too is you get so many people you all had events where you can't talk to everybody in summer in the house and summer over there mm-hmm. but when you're all out standing around that spot you actually it's a little easier to connect um, and have everybody in the same spot yeah. so that was a that was a great time that we had and the winner won uh, just the belts. That's yeah. <laughs> wrestling yeah, belts. Wrestling looking wrestling belts. Yeah. But well, cornhole they did hold, belts. They did hold uh, yeah. drinks on the side of those belts. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Fancy. So and the, the invites ones. for the next one go to. <laughs> we'll have to see if it's going to be the first and only, first inaugural or only. <laughs> True. But, yeah. Right. First and last. So we'll wait <laughs> to see. The team is stick a fork in. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You know, well, I think, actually, now's my idea. I think what we're going to do next year is everybody that comes brings a food donation uh-huh. as part Thank of the. How about we do it that way? I love it. Or sign up to volunteer mm-hmm. there you that's go that's a great idea mm-hmm. and, and that's you know and I, I, again i encourage people it's you know we're talking about truckloads here but mm-hmm. people can do so much and yes I, yeah. and i remember during the pandemic so we live in a, a community where again everybody just felt stuck in their homes yeah. and yeah. um i remember my son and i one day were talking about you know what can we do and we just like feel like everybody's stuck but we you know 
we can do something, maybe get some product because everybody was struggling too, but how can we make this fun? So we actually in our neighborhood uh, went on Facebook Live and the neighborhood Facebook and said, hey, here's what we're going to do. Nobody's been out of their house forever. So this Friday, what we want you to do is go out and sit at the end of your driveway and and say hi to your neighbors from across the street, have a table, bring your drinks out, do whatever. And I went and bought an Amazon $100 gift card and I said, and for all the kids in the neighborhood, I want to do chalk art of Mm -hmm. Seeds of Hope. Um, at the time and so anybody who did chalk art will have a a contest and everybody will vote on the best um, chalk art that represented um, giving back and um, from a food perspective and the seeds of hope and so I think we went around and um, so my son was in the back of a Jeep with the roof off and we actually needed a second Jeep. We had so much food wow. donated That's as awesome. well as money. People, I mean, people were out there with fishing rods with the money hanging <laughs> out. Oh end my goodness. At that time, you know, everything needed gloves. And yeah. so yeah. Um, we did that and had a great time. And again, I mean, the, the images of the chalk art were just incredible. And to yeah. see what yeah. their a kid's perception of you know, people in need of food, you know, yeah. um, food insecurity was, was pretty diverse and pretty interesting to just see all those. So, um, but you'll have to all, share the pictures with yeah, us. I'm absolutely. sure you have some, uh, yeah, send absolutely. them my way. We'll I'd, do. We'd love to see them. Yeah. So it's just, I mean like that. And again, that, you know, that's not a truck, that's not truckloads. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just want people that are sitting home, they go, well, I don't, there's no way I have access to truckloads of product. But, you know, again, if 50 people did, or 40 people did what we did, yeah. you'd have a truckload, mm-hmm. you know? So that's that's really where you have to start thinking a little more creatively. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't have to be at such a large scale. And, and that whether it's that or helping out somebody in your neighborhood, you know, I think this uh, hopefully brought people together a little more in the neighborhoods to, to realize some people need help um, yeah. more than, you know. Yeah, it's awareness and it's all meaningful, every bit of it. Florida Blue's mission is to help people and communities achieve better health. In partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay, their collective goal is a hunger-free Tampa Bay by 2025. How will we do that? By ensuring that all our neighbors have access to fresh, nutritious food that is essential to a healthy and capable lifestyle. We invite you to join the movement. Visit hungerfree2025.com. We have kind of a unique perspective on on what's happened over the last year, but I, I think the story you just told really illustrates what I've seen over the past year is that those who have have been really creative in finding ways to give, yeah. and those who need have been more willing than ever to admit that they need, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's been something there to yeah. offer them, you yeah. know, and that's that's true community, and I, and mm-hmm. I just love it. I love hearing those stories because, you know, it's not the truckload every week mm-hmm. that we can count on to uh, to sustain us. It's the individuals who support us. It's the small businesses who support us. It's the companies who say, this is a community that matters to us. And it takes all of it. It's, yeah. it's not something that can just be done by Tyson or just be done by Feeding Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I, I love hearing stories of ways communities have just come together to get an opportunity to see each other you get an opportunity to engage and reconnect and and find ways to just reach a hand out so it's yeah. it's so cool to hear yeah yeah and, and again i think i'm i'm seeing a lot more from the, the younger generation mm-hmm. being more active in that area yeah. and hopefully that um you know that it helps maybe someone that normally wouldn't do some things 
um, think about it. Definitely seeing a lot more stories of kids um, helping out. Uh, you know, again, whether it's always been the case or just social media allows for us <laughs> to all access it a little easier, I don't know. Right. But uh, that's been a great thing to see. Well, and but, it's also their parents um, influencing great ideas yep. like you helped start. And then those parents that were helping encourage them to uh, get out in the street and color something beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then those unique ideas that are across uh, Tampa Bay that happened during the pandemic helped take the stigma away from those that had to sit in those food lines. It made them feel like somebody was standing with them um, in their journey. And, and that is one of those beautiful things that um, a really rough time delivered to all of us is yeah. a great understanding and how we are really one together, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before I know you have a short timeline and, and before we say goodbye today, uh, I know there's plans for the future with Tyson and feeding Tampa Bay. Do you have any hints to that or is that <laughs> secret squirrel stuff? No, I think we, you know, I think um, the last seven years has been a, um, you know, once a year, let's think of a good time to do, you know, one thing. And I just don't think um, we've done a good job of uh, maybe formalizing that. So mm -hmm. I know we're working on some things where we maybe can formalize and um, consistently have something laid out and pick the right time. I think, we'll, you know, that's the time where our two teams uh, literally in the parking lot during the Super Bowl event started talking about <laughs> right. this and saying, you know, right. uh, and it was, when's the next good time? You know, well, what if the lightning went? You know I mean? And not right. only that, but when is the need? You right. know, more so. So, because we've been doing it from our standpoint, I think, um, when we had the, had the availability of the product. Sure. And sometimes that's, doesn't always tie with when the need is the greatest. So um, we're working on some things right now that hopefully we can maybe bump the number up and make it an, you know an annual um, an annual event that we do something again whether we're creative with it or not. But at least it's you know a commitment from that standpoint. And I think we've had it just very informally. And I think right. if we uh, you know if we can do something to formalize that, right. um, that'll make it a lot easier for well, all of us to go makes, forward. Makes it an awful lot of fun for yeah. everyone involved, <laughs> right? <laughs> it yeah. does. It makes it Absolutely. and it makes it fun for the community as well yep. to help Absolutely. them know what's going on and where they can find food. Yeah. So, you know, I think everybody's familiar with Tyson and, and the great products that you, you have in our stores. And uh, I was just wondering if there's anything we should keep an eye on. Is there anything new coming from Tyson <laughs> that we might want to give a try next time we're in Publix? There's a lot. You know, it's funny because people, and, and it's like a lot of food companies, you'll say the name, right? And I'll say Tyson and people go, oh, the chicken company. And mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, absolutely. But we sell more dollars in, you know, beef than we do in <laughs> chicken. And I mean, but there's, you figure the size of a chicken too versus the size yeah, of the cattle. Size of cow. So you can get a lot more. But again, you forget we do in so many industries so there's so many things you can go to I mean there's most restaurants you walk into in the country there's a Tyson product somewhere in there um, a lot of schools that your kids are eating but uh, again the names probably the brand names of Tyson that you don't recognize are ballpark hot dogs people are, oh okay. Dolshar Farm lunch meat oh <laughs> you know that's it so Tyson chicken uh, the Adele's that's in there so you Ooh. can walk into uh, uh, Wright's Bacon Jimmy Dean all the Jimmy Dean frozen breakfast <laughs> products those are all Tyson wow. uh, oh, wow. products so and that's again, oh keep you, going <laughs> wait a minute so, keep yeah. going so we have so, to back up to a minute did you say Adele's like the sausages yes the Adele's oh, chicken yeah. sausage yeah. yes so yeah but I would say as I'm gonna far put in a recommendation for right there. that's a <laughs> good yeah. thing to throw on the grill the new things right now I mean things that are hot right now are in the Jimmy Dean the frozen breakfast um, yes that are in we there have right those now. There's the a kids ton, of, to ton of bowls in there, burritos um, and wraps and things like that are the things that are out there today. I would say uh, plant-based is coming soon. Mm. So a lot of plant-based. Mm -hmm. um, we have a brand, uh, a sub-brand called Raised and Rooted that you will Ooh. actually see okay. in Publix coming uh, fairly soon. So that'll be a plant-based. Um, so if you want 
plant-based nuggets. I would encourage you to buy them. Don't tell your kids. Let them try them and see what they think. And <laughs> oh, then tell them they're plant-based. Okay. <laughs> good to know. Good to okay. know. Oh, yeah. My, uh, my nine-year-old discovered uh, Impossible Sausage oh, Patties yeah. the other day, and he's a big, big fan. Mm, so I think we'll start out with him and see where we go. Yeah, it's it's that's <laughs> going to be interesting to see. That I mean, it's not just a trend. That's something that yeah. that's going to be a lifestyle yeah, for, for a lot sure. of people that, uh, you know, that they're going to continue to look at that. So I think it's a, a place that a lot of manufacturers are looking at, but I'd say look for that um, mm-hmm. coming to public soon for us. That's awesome. something well, different. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Matt coming in with a great question. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I step up with something. <laughs> More like always. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Kevin, for coming to the food bank and visiting us. And we look forward to working with you in the future. Absolutely. And thank you so much for uh, putting meals on tables with Anytime. us. Anytime. I think this year we put 32 million pounds worth of product on. I think the most we've done ever this wow. year is Tyson yes. as a company. So it's amazing. Um, we'll just see if we can get a more down in Tampa out of that chunk. So <laughs> I appreciate everything you guys do for the community. So thank, thank you. you for what right. you do. Thank Thanks, you. Great, right. great to talk with you. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of What the Food Bank. We are here today. We just finished an awesome conversation with Kevin Ordway from Tyson Foods. Now we have one of our best friends in the world here, Jason yes. Prado, development officer. <laughs> best friend. Ka- yeah, I love BFF. <laughs> For many reasons. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The money man. Yeah. <laughs> like being that guy. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you all for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. I'm surprised that I'm back. You're on probation, you but we're uh, BFF. <laughs> a little while. A little while. <gasps> yeah. Here's the thing. You and I could talk about baseball and bourbon mm-hmm. for hours and hours and That's hours. That's another show, I, fellas. I've yep. been told we can't today. <laughs> okay. That's so another. We're going to have to go to our third pitch and figure uh, yeah. out something different. Perfect. Yeah. So. Perfect. I'm good with that. The equipment <laughs> is here and Ev is here. That's another show, I'm uh-huh, thinking. Uh-huh. That yeah. could be baseball and bourbon. Yep. Oh, for sure. I'll accept my pay and bourbon. Spinoff podcast. Yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's the Frasier of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Real after hours. Yeah. <laughs> there may yeah. or may not be bourbon in this cup. Okay. <laughs> I wish. Mm-hmm. Right. So, development officer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Tell us what that means in, like, I don't know, how you would work with somebody like Tyson, for mm. example. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, there's people that come to us in different relationships all the time. More often than not, people will come to us as a, as a volunteer, right? That's yeah. really the, the front door of our work. Mm-hmm. That's where somebody really gets engaged in, in what we're doing. And uh, when they're super passionate about it, it shows up, mm-hmm. right? You see yeah. the people that are lifetime volunteers that are showing up. Uh, yeah. to other distributions, but now are like our mega pantry heroes, right? <laughs> um, so that's really a way that somebody comes into our world, and then our job is to develop those relationships uh, and get to know people on a more personal level because I think that's really where uh, somebody's passion comes out is when you get to know why why they do what they do. Mm. Um, it really starts typically at that volunteer space, but then we got people that come to us and – in a donor capacity where they're giving uh, of their of their treasure, right? Mm-hmm. Time, talent, treasure, um, and given in that space to help us with whatever initiatives we have going on, which is something that's been great for us to experience through this pandemic. I know there's uh, the terminology of like a positive of the pandemic isn't mm-hmm. great, uh, but so much more exposure in our work, and Shannon can you know speak to that yeah. uh, 
at, at end, but uh, it's really been great to see people come into our world and, and really dig in with us. Yeah, it's, you know, I love how people vote with their feet, right? Mm-hmm. And people show up. We're, I think we're already across 50,000 volunteers for this fiscal year. So, yeah. you know, it, people show up because they believe in our mission. And you do a great job. Your team does a great job of then converting that passion into action in other ways, right? Mm-hmm. right. And for some people, maybe all they can do is show up. And that's mm-hmm. great. We will happily take yeah. it. That is a huge contribution. We will never minimize it. Mm-hmm. But some people have capacity to do more. Right. And that's where you come in. Right. Well, and I think from a financial standpoint, people always have capacity to do more, right? When they do, it's it's really about unlocking that passion. What is somebody passionate about? You know, I think of Kevin as an example um, and Tyson. You know, they're super passionate about what they do and giving back to their community, um, especially when we start talking about children, mm-hmm. right? When you yeah. start yep. talking about kids that is just a driver where people want to dig into uh, when they start hearing the statistics about one in four kids and, mm-hmm. and all of those sorts of things just speak to so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also speak about, you know, the donation side, but sometimes people can't do that. There's, you know, advocacy is a big part of our work that we're yeah. really leaning into that some people that are volunteers, that's kind of their next step is to help us advocate for SNAP benefits and all those sorts of things that really help us move the needle and and shorten the line as well as feed the line. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I I think about summer coming up, right? And Mm -hmm. all of the the need that blooms in the summer, especially Mm -hmm. for kids, right? Mm -hmm. This is a time when kids who have depended on two free meals, sometimes in some cases, three free meals, schools are now providing dinner in some locations. Um, Those just kind of melt away because the kid doesn't go to school over the summer. And the summer feeding program is so important, but it's a challenge. It really is. And, and for us as a sponsor of the summer food program, it's really important that people know that it's out there, that the opportunity to meet kids where they are and serve them in their communities exists as long as we are able to get the support to make it happen. Yeah, I think it's, you know, our Cereal for Summer campaign is probably one of our biggest campaigns that we run every year. It's probably the most visible uh it's the most active because people are passionate about kids, right? So for us, it's a way for us to tell that story and continue to, to share what we've got going on. I mean, obviously with COVID, we've ran into a whole different scenario here, right? You start hearing about, you know, the 11th district in Florida is, is the fifth most, uh, food insecure of districts in our country. Mm. Like that stat in of itself is, is fascinating. And when you throw that into what COVID's going to do and you know, right. what it has done, yeah. there's just more and more kids that are, that are needing our help. So the more opportunities we have when people like Tyson and other donors can lean into that space and really help us is so important. I mean, kids look forward to the summer mm-hmm. uh, right. more right. often than not, but True. there's a portion of our population that that is just not a yeah. fun time. Mm. Yeah. I, you know, I think I've told pieces of this story before on the podcast, but um, my wife is a is a teacher, and the first time I was really exposed to hunger and understood the impact of it, not just, you know, theoretical kid with a distended belly in, in Africa, but mm-hmm. the, the real impact of hunger um, when it was, was when my wife was doing her student teaching, and Fridays were terrible. And the end of the year was terrible because there were a lot of students in her classroom who did not know if they were going to eat between 
Friday school lunch and Monday school breakfast mm. and did not know how much food and how regular access they would have to food over the course of the summer. And to have that, you know, a mile away from my off-campus house and to have that right around us here in Tampa, I mean, it's it's even within our own communities, not just you know, that community on the other side mm -hmm. of, of the city. But um, we were talking the other day about a high school with 20% food insecurity. Sure. And it seems like that's not very much, right? If there's only 20% of the kids for your reduced lunch, there are schools with 100%, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about 20% in a high school of 2,000 kids, yeah. that's 400 kids who have food insecurity in their daily life. Yeah. And that is just... It's the kind of thing that drives us to do what we do that shows the value and the importance of your work, um, the value of partners like Kevin and Tyson. And um, that's the kind of stuff that keeps us up at night. For sure. You know, I, I think about uh, that story with the high school, but then I, I take it to the younger generation. I mean, Evan, I were fortunate enough to interact with three nine-year-olds on mm -hmm. Friday who had seen classmates I mean, these are young kids yeah. that are yeah. starting to become aware of what food insecurity is and they brought a lemonade stand over the weekend <laughs> to raise money for cereal for summer because they recognize that kids in their own class were yeah. food insecure yeah. it's it just it's so special the power that that people have right no matter their age no matter how they lean into our work uh it's it's pretty remarkable yeah well and that's yeah. what i love about your team and how you approach your work because i i've talked with each of you dozens of times about how you know why you do what you do and how you approach your work and it's never about what i can get mm -hmm. it's always about unlocking somebody else's opportunity to give mm -hmm. And when you think of it that way, when you think of what a nine-year-old can give, what, you know, somebody like Kevin with the reach that he has can give or anybody else listening to this podcast, that's the secret sauce to our success. And, mm -hmm. and it's so refreshing to hear you and your team really connected to the mission, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's not you know, let's throw a fancy party and get somebody to write a big check. That's not what development does at Feeding mm -hmm. Tampa Bay. No. It Occasionally it's what we do, <laughs> but it's not what we do on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah. right? You know, your work is so much more than that. I love you talking about, you know, hanging out with a lemonade stand and, <laughs> and all the other opportunities that you have to give. Uh, what's your favorite, you know, if you have a favorite story of, of a donor or uh, unlocking a gift? Shoot, there's so many that, that I've had since I've been here. Um, you know, I I would say that my relationship with Kevin through through this last year has been super interesting. Um, that's one that kind of just came out of the blue. Um, we It was during a period of time during Thanksgiving that mm. we were, you know, obviously the holidays is big for us, mm -hmm. right? That's where yeah. a lot of people give of their time, talent, treasure. Uh but it was interesting because I went out to go meet with a volunteer um, and just happened to come across Kevin. <laughs> and that's an example of just our relationship started to develop and uh, really started to learn more about what 
what they do and what they're passionate about. And that's kind of how the Super Bowl thing came <laughs> around. And it's it's so interesting when um, those relationships blossom out of kind of happenstance. Oh, yeah. Right? right. Those are the ones that are the best because they're genuine. And you know people are in it for the right reasons. We all know in this room that we're in it for the right reasons. But when you find a volunteer, a donor that is really ingrained in what we do, yeah, those are the ones that are so special. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when he was telling us about what he did in his neighborhood when everyone was on lockdown, mm-hmm. was pretty special. Yeah. You know, yeah. so what a great guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Truly. For sure. Yeah, he's great. Uh, one thing I wanted to say, too, about what you guys were saying earlier with, you know, uh, all the, the capacity of anyone from age nine to age, you know, 49 is like, I think one of the coolest things about that is, you know, the opportunity for people to learn and try to prevent this kind of thing happening in the future. You know, like it's so great when people can like try to give to like the problem now. But I think that uh, especially like with our Changemakers program and stuff, like just the the younger generations learning about that early on Mm -hmm. bodes so well for, you know, like trying to eradicate hunger, you know, going forward. 100 percent. Yeah. Kevin touched on it a little bit. You know, Jason, you and you and I have had the opportunity, but I it is just so clear to me that kids right now, young adults right now are going to be part of a solution Mm -hmm. and we can either help guide that with our experience, with the research that we have behind us, with the institutional power that we have as a big organization that has access to all that food or you know, kids go out and discover it on their own, which is nice, but also we can help mm-hmm. boost that mm-hmm. and make it more effective and make it more impactful yeah. and more powerful. And and that's where I love the work that the development team does around affinity groups, age groups. You were bringing people together and at an age appropriate level saying, hey, you know, no, a nine year old's not going to write a big check, mm-hmm. but a nine year old can do a lemonade stand. Yeah. You know, a, right. a, yeah. an 11 year old isn't going to get us two trucks worth of (laughs) chicken drumheads donated, right? Mm -hmm. But an 11-year-old might be able to rally their elementary school Mm -hmm. to get a whole bunch of cereal for cereal for summer for their classmates. Yeah. Yeah. Those girls brought in like a thousand dollars with a lemonade. I mean, like that's wow. (laughs) On a a random Saturday. Right. Just, you know, whatever. A thousand bucks. Yeah. That's expensive lemonade. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It's high quality. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, But what is the total that Kennedy... Well, what what has she been oh, doing goodness. this yeah. from she's, seven to what fifteen? Yeah, she's been with us you know, such yeah. a long time. She has, and what do you think about these nine year olds? So, if you look towards the future, all these children mm-hmm. who can see, mm-hmm. like really see, mm-hmm. there's great hope. Yeah, and, and there's a word, Jason, you mentioned earlier that's that was relationship, and mm-hmm. I think that's where you turn these one off lemonade stands and mm-hmm. donations. Mm-hmm into deep impact. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. It's you know, Shannon, you said it. You're you're really um you you have a renewed faith in humanity when you yes. see the younger generation coming up like we're all kind of in the weeds of it, but when you see other <laughs> right. people leaning into the work at such a young age, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it just gives you hope. That's why those affinity groups are so important. The mm-hmm. work we're doing, continuing yeah. to guide people and 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 help educate as much as we can about how we're going to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It aggregates because when they came in, they hadn't heard of change makers and they were like, oh, well, yeah. you guys are kind of already change makers. So now you can <laughs> be a legit part of it. You know, right. Yeah. right. Welcome to the club. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to be a part of a club. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> You're so in. Here's the T-shirt. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Can't wait. 
<laughs> the Bourbon and Baseball Club. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Don't my. worry. Our, our T-shirt's on the way. I was waiting for you to say something. I wasn't going to bring it up. It's stain-proof. It's like, uh, just slide yes. right off. Yeah. That's smart. It's yeah. Nice. Moisture wicking. There you go. Yeah, it's got the different color sleeves. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Lord. <laughs> On that note, yeah. thank you for Jason, joining us. I think us they're soon. gonna they're gonna cut our mics off. Yeah, <laughs> I think mine may have already been cut. <laughs> what check, was check, that? Hello. What? Check, what? Check, what was that? <laughs> um, so yeah. we'll like we'll let you guys know when the new show uh, premieres. Right. But for now, we're gonna say thank you so much to Jason. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely have you back again. You are a BFF of the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you all. Appreciate. We it. love you madly, and uh, that's it for another edition of Stick a Fork in It. We look forward to seeing you again, folks. (laughs) You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay.